back to the Minor League Podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Robinson, joined by my co-host, Blue Robinson. Hey, Savannah. I need to uh, give you an apology for our last <laughs> fiasco. I guess oh, there was a blurb in the middle of there that. There was. We don't we get it cut out. We don't. We really catch those little edits we need to do, but uh, yeah, it, it just shows that we're real. Yeah, right? it's funny. We have a timestamp in there. I just randomly so you'll hear it's about so the last funny. one. It's so funny. I dig it. I dig it. You know, these things aren't meant to be perfect. They're meant just to have information yeah. given out, right? Yeah. So I apologize. <laughs> All good. So I am a 15-year-old student, and I just help give teenage life advice and Blue, introduce yourself. I am a mental health counselor and a substance use disorder counselor. Uh, I do therapy. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Absolutely, and I and I specialize in addictions and addiction recovery. So uh, you've picked up on a lot of those yeah. little tools to help people, and I think you have great insight. And so we put this minorly podcast together to help families and and teenagers. Yeah, get some awesome. insight on it. And today, Savannah, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little driving here today. Of course. Because there's there's been a few last night at our addict athlete meeting. We yes. talked about Eric Erickson's stages of development. Mm-hmm. The biggest one that most parents want to understand more about is identity versus role confusion. It happens between yeah. about age 13 to 19. Yes. It's kind of where teenagers start getting their own opinions. Shoot, they start getting a little bit more emotionally, I guess, backed. And then they really start kind of having some of those little tips and quarrels that get kick into place when families get you know, kind of a, some yeah. dialogue going because they yeah. have their own values and opinions. And typically communication breaks down. And so I was talking to one of the athletes last night that said, I would love for you and Savannah on the Miley podcast to talk about how do we, how how do we talk to kids about difficult situations? Yeah. How do we talk to teenagers about difficult situations? I said, well, we're we're recording tomorrow. Let's do it. Yeah. So I want to maybe jump into this with you and get your thoughts on okay. this because open communication is something that we just have kind of defaulted into. Yeah. And many families don't. don't. Have you yeah. noticed? Oh yeah, I've noticed it easily. Absolutely. So, you know, in this in this day and age, you guys probably get a lot of your information about the world on social media, whether it's yeah. TikTok, YouTube, you know, Instagram, Instagram, Snap, those whatever. kind of things. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so, if if parents aren't hip to those platforms, <laughs> yeah, or even if they are, they're going to miss some of the things that you guys pick up on. And so, yeah. when talking to kids about open issues, things that are kind of more difficult, yeah. Um, before we jump into it. How would you how would you recommend just from your point of view the place be set? Is it is it somewhere where they wake you up in the morning and say, "All right, we got to talk about this"? Is it no. something that they talk about over dinner? Is it something they talk about during a drive? I mean, what do you think the best situation to talk about difficult stuff would be? I think it's when um, the best situations are always when it's comfortable and one-on-one. We've learned that every time I've needed to come to you or whatever, I find a time when it's just me and you and we can bring up a conversation and talk about it. And it's no one, there's no distractions. There's no other like outside inputs or influences or people listening in. It's just one-on-one and it makes it more real and raw and it gives um, teenagers a place, a safe place to open up. So let's jump into this. I love it. I think that's a great way to start this. The first tool, the first rule I would say is make sure you encourage open dialogue. You know, kind of meaning that you guys, you know, you you need to be able to know like answers to the questions that we're going to ask. So I don't think when you're lectured or when you're kind of being like talked to, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really encourage open dialogue, does it? No, not at all. I'm right now taking that for an example. I am doing a lifeguard training course right now. 
and yesterday was my first day going in and we have some of these adult leaders and there's some very very quiet shy kids in the class um and you can tell right off the bat and the communication is not very good they um no one can open up like even just in front of anyone and so when it comes to us trying to get these training things we're trying to train some of these kids and the dialogue was just not there like from the from our coach to the student it just wasn't working and this one kid was getting super super confused on what they were asking us to do and kept like misleading what she was trying to say and so like I was talking to the, one of the coaches and I was like hey like maybe pull him aside when he's not in front of everyone and then he'll like be a little more comfortable and she's like oh you're she's like I wasn't even thinking about that like I'm so sorry and I was like no like I just figured he probably just seemed a little uncomfortable and she's like you're right so then when we were all out doing one thing she kept the one kid in the room and was just like hey like this is what I want you guys to be doing because he's not like a swimmer doesn't have a lot of big background with it and he was just stressed and didn't understand what a 300 yard meant if that was six laps 12 laps and even then I didn't and I still got confused you still got confused but, but you saw that and, yeah. and that's what it is that that open dialogue and if it can't be done in in the presence of many, it needs to be maybe singled yeah. and, and then kind of delivered in a way that, you know, we may not agree on everything, but I'm interested in what you have to say. Exactly. This is a big deal. And I think sometimes when we get caught in the lecture, like, like I guess, uh, rotation, where, you know, it, it, it was funny. And I think we've talked about this in other podcasts. I was listening to one of the goofy actors, uh, Tom Cruise, which I'm not a great big fan of. I think he's kind of a nerd. <laughs> but... He was like chewing out some of his his uh, his filmmaker guys uh, about COVID restrictions. Yeah, and it was funny because he got in there and he starts yelling at them, oh. and he's like, "Ah, you guys have to wear your mask, and if you don't wear your mask and you're in here, we get Jeez. COVID with the shutdown." And to a certain degree, he was probably right. Yeah, but he was also kind of like the way he dressed. He addressed it was was odd. Yeah, but the funny thing was is that he had like like two minutes of complaining, but wanted to chew him out for like. A 60-minute so session. So he got himself like going in rounds. Yeah, so we kept yeah. saying the same thing over. I see that so much. I've seen parenting just from the sidelines um, outside of our family and just like teachers to students. And when they're mad and they don't know what to do, instead of slowing down and thinking, they just start repeating themselves and repeating themselves. And it just feels like the same boring lecture. You're like, well, what's this doing? So it's like me saying, you've got to turn off your bathroom light. And like, every time I come up here, your bathroom light's on. And how much money do you think we're spending on this? Because you guys have to turn off your bathroom have the light. On. You guys, and I just, oh, I have like a one-liner but I really want to get my point across, so I keep so repeating, repeating it. it. Exactly. What happens in that situation? It doesn't encourage open dialogue. No, it doesn't. I feel like that's when it starts to escalate feelings and it, both sides just start getting heated and then nothing gets across because, well, one person's yelling and then one person's just sitting there, so then one person starts yelling and it's just a back and forth and nothing gets across because they missed the deadline as much as you're like, I want them to get the point of this by repeating it. They're not going to hear it because you're repeating it in so many different ways. They don't just get one straight answer. Yeah, y y you'll see it. You'll see it that way. So number one, encourage that open dialogue. The second one I think is kind of interesting and I help a lot of people with this. And it's something that you may not have even been aware that I do with you guys. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, like asking open-ended questions and then asking them to kind of share their ideas. So here's yeah. a funny thing. When you guys come home from school, how rarely do I ask, do you have any homework? Oh, never. I don't know if you've ever asked us that. It's okay. us asking you to help. Is, is, do you have any homework? Is it an open or end, a closed-ended question? Closed-ended question. Yeah, because it can be answered with a yes or a no. Yeah, right? it's not a... <laughs> that's, and I think that's funny. I've actually been in so many conversations like that where like people are like, 
how do you talk so much? And like, I'm obviously, if you guys can't tell, I'm a very talkative person. And sometimes I find myself just like going off of things like I asked you an open-ended question and here you are dragging it on. Yeah. Like, ah, I can't get the small talk. Yeah. But I see it all the time. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of these things where you know, most parents, they break down after uh, three or four closed-ended questions are responded with a yes or no answer. Yeah. So it's like they come home and they're like, do you have any homework? The kid says, no. No. Like, why don't you have any homework? You should have it. You were doing bad English. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, you've got to get your grade up or else you're not going to be able to hold that summer job. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, like, and, it, and, and it doesn't do anything, right? Exactly. And then they break down because what really has to happen is, what do I usually say to you guys when you come home? How was your day? How was your day? Did anything funny, exciting, or weird happen? I say yeah. to the boys all the time. Like, tell me something weird that happened and today And they're well. like, they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, nothing, nothing happened? happened. Yeah. yeah. And when I say that, what do they do? Then they're like, no, well, there was this one kid <laughs> and this happened. And then it starts going. Absolutely. Now, I know they have homework. I always know they have homework. I don't have to ask you that question because you get your homework done. Yeah. But the funny part about that is, is if we don't invest the time, then we're not going to be able to get the input or, mm. or the communication going, right? Yeah. Because some of this stuff is like, you know, I, I want to get it done because I have stuff to do. Yeah, that's why I do my stuff. I'm like, I have other stuff. I'd rather get this out of the way. Absolutely. But you know what? That extra 10, 15 minutes of, of having a conversation with you guys, it makes me feel like I know what's going on with you. Yeah. None, nothing I have on my agenda is more important than to make sure that you guys know that you're being heard. So. And I think it's important it's on the teenager's one. spectrum just to like also looking at that and if they need to start noticing that maybe... Because I know a lot of kids um, that I've seen and friends and stuff where they're like, my parents don't talk to me. Like, they're never getting in this and this. And I've been at their houses and I see their parents trying and they're like, how was your day? How is this? And the teenagers aren't like um, looking at that as like, they're trying to just get a little conversation in when they have time in the day. They're looking at it as like, from the big spectrum, like, well, I'm not having a huge conversation with them and I'm not talking for hours, so they're not involved in my life. But even just those, how was your day? Tell me about it. How was school? Like, they're taking that for granted. And I think it's important that we start focusing in on the little things. And then maybe if you don't feel like those little, like, check-ins aren't enough, then address it and be like, hey, like, I wish you talked to me a little more about this kind of stuff. What about open conversations with your friends? Because parents mm -hmm. and friends are kind of, they're funny. Because, yeah. like... You know, I don't think my, my friends ever spoke a word to my stepdad or my mom. I just don't think they ever communicated. Yeah. But I like to talk to your friends. No, not to the creepy, weird point, but like <laughs> yeah. just to the, hey, how are you guys doing? What's going on? What does it do when, when, when friends, parents kind of get to know each other too? I, I think it is the coolest thing. I love like after like you'll just say hi or something or make a short joke or whatever you're doing. Dad and joke. It's, yeah, and yeah. it's just a quick little simple thing. But I always love, after you leave the room, my friends always, always turn to me and like, you're such a cool dad. Like, that's so cool that he talks to you. That's and I've funny. seen my friends do it to, like, my friends' parents do it to me. And I love it. Like, I love when they ask, like, not only do they ask their daughter, but they're asking me. And they're like, well, how was your day? Like, what happened with you? And I love those questions because, like, it shows that they're comfortable enough to, like, talk to their uh, child, but they can also talk to their child's friend. And that's important to teenagers, um, their friends, obviously. And so when a parent acknowledges that their friend's important to them as well, and not only their kid, it, it'll, show, it'll show in the teenagers. That's such an interesting thing. I like that. Yeah. So the next one is admit when you know something or when you don't know something, right? Admit when you just don't know 
what you're talking about. So for instance, when there's a question about something, it's sometimes, um, you know, parents will, a kid will ask a parent a question. And if you don't know, don't make a, don't make up a story. Yeah. You know, and and it's like this, it's kind of funny. It's like the, can I go over to so-and-so's house? And I'm like, no. And you're like, why? And I'm like, because I said no. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't really know why. Exactly. Right. And so instead of just saying, because I said no, or this is where, you know, you know, yeah. I don't want you going over there. It's if I'm going to tell you no, I have to tell you why. Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be times, obviously, when like the situation comes up and maybe you just don't have an answer and it's just you don't want us out that night. And the short answer is going to be no. Like we also need to understand from our sides as kids that we can just accept that no. And it can just be that. And it doesn't always have to have an answer. But you can only get to that point where that no doesn't have to have an answer by giving it an answer beforehand. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's like you even asking for like, hey, I want to go out for club volleyball. Uh, yeah. What do you think? And instead of me saying, well, it costs too much, it's going to be too much time and stuff. If I if I really don't know, I have to say, well, I don't know. Let's find out together what this is. Yeah. And I think sometimes that gets kids and, and parents into a little bit of a, a stalemate when they don't they don't want to let their kids know that they don't know it all. Yeah. Does that make sense? They don't like being corrected. <laughs> the other cool thing about it too is I love being able to put it into a situation where you guys have a point or you guys have an input on a decision that we're making. Yeah. This house, you know, cars we buy, um, those kind of things because you ask those questions or you have something to say even though, yeah, it's ultimately, you know, the parent's decision. You have to be able to have some input on yeah. this. You know, I mean... You guys, we all had input on this house that we bought. It's true. We all had our opinions. You had a, you had input likes. on where we were going for vacation. Yeah. You know, what is that when you feel like you have some say in the in the system of, of making a decision in a family? I I think it's um it's empowering. Like it helps build up not only like you, like their opinions because I feel like a lot of times I've seen in like parent kid relationships that a lot of the times parents are very closed down to kids' opinion for some certain reasons and opinions aren't accepted as much. So even if it's something as small as like, even though we know we might like, like even when we were house shopping, for example, like even if we knew that that wasn't a house, we could like, we can't agree. We're not the ones buying it. So even just getting like asked the question, if we like it, it gives us an opinion to share. And some of us didn't, some of us did. And no matter what, we still got the house, but like it was all gave us a chance to agree and disagree on something. And it left room for our opinions. And that's just like, We've always been like that. We've always been taught that we have our opinions are important and they mean something. And that's what makes us, I feel like, as though like we're all confident because we've all been able to share opinions and have that sort of like influence. So on on that note, this is one thing that I think, you know, I truly enjoy doing with, with all you kids. And that is getting you to consider the complexities in some really difficult situations of life, you know. Yeah. And these things include like social issue, politics, traditions, you know, asking asking you, you know, you teenagers, you know, what makes a difficult issue such as rape or violence or crime or, you know, or, or just like you know, the, the, the situations right now with racism in America, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do you think? How, how, how do you think about that? What do you think about that? Getting you to talk about some of the hard stuff. And if you are in charge, maybe what would you what would you do differently? You know, I remember last year when uh, we were right in the middle of the pandemic and we were all in lockdown and and I caught the clip of, of uh, you know, Derek Chauvin, you know, yeah. putting the knee on George Floyd's neck and and right there on camera 
passed away. Yeah. And I remember Brooklyn was standing next to me, and I'm like, and then I, yeah. And you came down. I That's came right. Down, you were yeah. there too. And I said, this is this is going to change a lot of things. This is going to be bad. Yeah. This isn't going to just. You're you're seeing history right now, and. I remember like we us talking about racism. We did. It was a really that. long conversation and it got like <laughs> we were all heated, but we all were like sharing our opinions and everyone like it was funny because like although that conversation had never come up, we all had like very big opinions on it that we all mm-hmm. shared. And I I remember that like hearing stuff that like Brooklyn was saying about some books she read in like English and that stuff and like some things I had heard about and what I didn't like and disliked about it. And it was cool seeing that like that kind of like conversation easily arise. Was it you and I that were watching the September 11th stuff? Yeah. And, doing that? Yeah. and I said, I said, well, look at it this way. And there were some strange things, remember? <laughs> and I remember so watching weird. that with you and I'm, and I'm thinking, can she understand some of the scratching head moments? Like, yeah. really? Like, that seems odd. And I remember thinking, all right, I got to be careful with this because there's, you don't wanna, like, I don't want to like conspiracy conspiracy yeah, theory you or into like, like change a change opinion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I thought if you're gonna if you're gonna tackle something you should see all angles of it. And I love being able to get you guys to consider the complexities and difficult situations. Yeah. You've got to be able to handle this. And I love the fact that you'll you you will kind of state your opinion. Yeah. You know, that's one of the coolest things. The next one is is you know parents being willing to share their values. And I'm saying share them, not force them. That sounds a little weird. Yeah. But sharing values kind of lets your kids know where you stand on issues and explain why you hold certain values. And here's the thing, too, that I think is super interesting, is that some of the values that we have as a society um, may differ from family to family. And if, if we don't share our values and allow you to choose your own values, you shouldn't choose my values. Yeah. Because you need to experience that for yourself. There are mm-hmm. some values that I think you should choose. Don't kill anybody, right? Yeah. Thou shalt not kill. That's a yeah, good value, right? Is. But there's other ones that you'll discover along the way. And if you know where we stand on certain things, there's also, I guess, lines that you, you kind of draw in your own life Yeah. that you're like, no, I'm not going to cross that line. I'm exactly. not going to do that. Um, how important is it for you to know even like, because this is a funny thing, I'll work with adults, Savannah, that won't know anything about their parents' history. They'll know small little details about how they met, maybe what their first date was, but they won't know about about like how, what their dad was as a kid yeah. or what, what made them laugh or what toys did they have, those kind of things. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many kids don't know their parents. I, I It doesn't surprise me. I know so many people were in like, like, for example, even just one of my friends, we were driving and we were dropping him off and like... Um, we literally said nothing. We it was like one of the shortest conversations. I was like, "What did you do today?" And I was like, "I recorded." It was a few weeks ago. Like, I recorded mm-hmm. a podcast, and you're like, yeah. And we just talked about this. And I was like, "That's cool." And you're like, "Oh yeah." And I have this thing tonight. And I was like, "Okay, cool." And we're kind of short conversation. You asked me about school or whatever, and he was in the back seat. And he texted me when he got out, and he goes, "It's weird you talk to your dad like that." And I was like, "What?" And he was <laughs> like, "That's so strange." And I was like, "Cause we were talking about our day." And he's like, "I don't know. That's just not normal. Like, I don't talk to my parents about my day." And I was oh, like, "That's so funny. weird." Would a kid ever come home and ask their, ask their dad, well, "How was your day today?" Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> and you know what's kind of crazy about that too is like, you know, there's used to be this this show that all the parents will remember, and I tried to get you guys to watch it for a little bit. It's called The Wonder Years. It had oh. a little guy named Fred Sh- Savage, and it was like from the '60s. You know, it was like a, a sitcom. It was in the '80s and '90s, but it was like you know, yeah. presented in the '60s. And the parent-child relationship back there was such a weird combo because the kids didn't know anything about their parents. 
you know as the funny thing is is you guys really like listening to stories about stupid things (laughs) i got myself stealing stealing the 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 rack of chairs at the movie theater and you know and and throwing the keys out of the van jason jumping for the branch that that he didn't make and broke his arm and (laughs) you know all these funny things and it's kind of cool because i i believe what it does is it makes you guys when you're in your own friend friend groups be able to like i got to remember this this yeah. is a funny time. I do that all the time. Like, I can't, like, I love that, like, I was like, maybe I didn't do anything tonight, but when my kids ask me and they're like, well, what did you do when you were younger? I'm like, I have, like, stories that I can say, like, even if they're simple and be like, well, this is what I used to do when I'd hang out with my friends. And I think that that's so cool. But see, that can only come up if you have opportunities and, and I guess, experiences to share those things, yeah. right? And and we do that. I remember many times we'd drive in the car and not have any music on and you'd be listening to things that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, and, and I, think it's, I think it's funny. Like, Brooklyn always loves those stories. She's like, tell us more stories. You do that. You <laughs> ask for them all the time. <laughs> And so I, I think that's I think that's awesome. So sharing your values, this one's kind of an interesting one about parent-child uh, uh, kind of conversations. Is talk about their news, things that are going on in your world. I love the yeah. fact that when you know you have something big, like, like we were just talking you know moments before we recorded about, hey, what's you know you tell me about your your uh, lifeguarding stuff. Like I yeah. have it this day, this day, and then last night you were telling me about things that you learned and things you noticed and yeah, what's important to you, exactly. your news and. It's kind of interesting because, you know, do we have time for that? Yeah. How often does Boston come up and like last night, like, I got to show you this new card trick. Yeah, he's, he's got this magic trick. He's got news to share. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't listen to it, what it, happens? It's going to be degrading and it's just not going to ever come up. No one's going to want to share because it it's not going to be listened to. Here's a funny thing. And you tell me if this affected you and maybe you didn't even realize it. But okay. do you remember when you and Brooklyn and, and well, Boston Cam for the same reason, but when you guys were, were younger and we'd be outside, maybe in Orem, you're just little kids and you'd be like, Dad, watch. And you'd do something goofy. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I remember right? these completely. You go, go to the pool, you're like, Mom, watch. Watch. You should hold your breath. Or uh-huh. Watch. Does a somersault. Like, and we're like, hey, that's fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, did you ever notice how we all watch? Yeah, always. We always watch, right? Yeah. So what would happen if you said, Dad, watch, and we didn't? Mom, watch, and we didn't? We'd stop doing it. We'd stop wanting to show. So at this stage, you know, you're 15, you know, you're like this young woman. <laughs> yeah. Would you be more willing to na- now come to, to us and say, hey, Dad, listen, if, hey, Dad, watch, never looked at you, never watched, never critiqued if you, it would it will, be different? It would. I don't think I, I have no kids who have never had that, like, parents divorced or whatever it is, and they never had that growing up that, look at me. And, like, I've even seen it in friendships when, like, they'll do something small and I can tell they're proud of it and I acknowledge it and they're just, like, so full. And they're, like, like I've had conversations about it and they're, like, well, why like that wasn't even that cool. I was like that's so cool. Like that's so much talent right there. Like you need to show that off more. And they're like, well, why would I? And it just makes me sad because like in my heart, I know that they never had that. Just like in their family home, which is where it all should start. And so like when it gets acknowledged, they don't have any confidence in it. Yeah, absolutely. Go into your games, all that kind of stuff. Those are like things that um, that like are are supposed to be watched. But like, yeah. you know, what about the small things? Exactly. You know, the, hey, I noticed you did this. Thank you so much or, or yeah. what have you. So, yeah, I, I think that's interesting. Um, you know, as, as we get close to wrapping this up, I, I think that, uh, you know, a- asking teens, you know, kids your age, what have you, you know, what, what would they do if they were in a really difficult situation? And I like this, too, because you can come up with a million and one like scenarios. Yeah. But I love to see how you guys operate. <laughs> 
have you ever noticed when we'd be driving around and I'd tell Boston, if I dropped you off right here in this corner, do you think you can make it home? Yeah. Right? Remember yeah. me asking you guys these questions? You always did that, yeah. And that's why you guys like you you know like Orem, yeah. Provo, Easily. like the back of your hand, right? Yeah. And, and I always think it's funny because I I love those kind of scenarios. Just to, not, not like I dump you out. Yeah, not like you. But, but what do you what do you think that question really meant? Just like are we observant enough that we'll know where we are and we know what we're doing? And it's always just kind of been like, have we shown you enough that like you know where you are? Um, and I feel like that's even like we always have like after I remember after you asked me the first time I was like I always wanted to be right and so I'd like pay attention every time we're on a road <laughs> yeah. and like okay what road is this is this a new road and I try and pay attention so I knew where we are and it was just became a, such a natural thing that like we figured it out and then what's cool about that you may not even realize this but I was wondering when we were down in Huntington Beach last week and um, you you in Brooklyn went out and did your own shopping you guys walked down you, you went yeah. down to the main street they had all those shops and stuff and you guys went to the beach you did it all on your own because you were aware of your bearings yeah. you, you you saw us do it once you're like okay I remember because like Brooklyn was just out of it just ADHD not focused excited and I remember like the first time we were walking back I was looking at all of the street signs which I don't normally do but I guess it's just I don't think I do but it's natural now I think you do uh-huh. and so I was like looking at it, I was like okay this is 16th 17th 18th and I was like okay that's easy it's just by numbers I was like we're on 19th and I remember her getting so confused like where are we at we've been walking for so long do you even remember what street we are like this is 16th I was like we're on 19th two more blocks she's yeah. like how do you remember that and I was like it was funny because it was just like such a natural thing that came up well it was funny because mom and I went to, for a walk to go watch the sunset um you guys went out to do the shopping boss and cam were, were being lazy and wanted to just chill at home yeah and I remember my mom, we're like we're on vacation our kids are all doing something different I mean, this is weird it is but it's cool though because those are the situations that you guys are confident in and so I love that kind of stuff I think it's good we've even talked about some scary situations yeah. what would happen if mom and I got you know were killed yeah. what would you guys do we've talked about these things how would you guys survive what would you do yeah and I remember one time when you were a little kid I think it was you you even asked mom like how would I cook this if you and dad went I to jail ask that. <laughs> like, I what? Did. is that what it was yeah it was the microwave I was asking like how long I needed to put in like taquitos or something in the microwave if you guys were died and i like wasn't you, even you said if we went to jail yeah and i wasn't even worried about like i didn't even like think of the fact that like you guys would be going to jail in my scenario it was just how long I needed if you to guys were in the here microwave. how can yeah. i do that and i and i love it because those are the situations what would you do in difficult situations yeah i love that kind of stuff and then the, the last one here that I want to get your, your thoughts on is is to get you, you know, those teens, those kids, to consider solutions, their own solutions. How, how would you handle this, right? Yeah. You, you came, Brooklyn did the other day when there was a situation over here at the local high school with a teacher that was <laughs> yeah. being an idiot. And, you know. She was like, had to choose an she, opinion and if she wanted to go forth with it or not. And she did. And I, I loved it because I'm like, this is cool because she handled her, her own situation and came with her own solution. Yeah. She asked us for our advice, but she chose. You've exactly. done that with like making your own solutions. There's things that yeah. you've had to do. You told me not too long ago that um, you had mentioned that uh, there's a situation where you had to drive a car home <laughs> having just be, having just had your permit. learning permit. <laughs> yeah. you know. And it was kind of funny because you're like, I didn't know if I should tell you or not. I'm like, well, you came up with your own solution. Yeah. No one else could. It wasn't very far. And the parent in that situation was like, hey, it needs to get back. I know. They trusted the daughter and she panicked because obviously it was alone. And she's like, I haven't really been off road. And I was like, like, I'm so lucky getting my hours in and I know what I'm doing. Absolutely. So it's those kind of things where it's like, A, if you're going to break the rules, do it on purpose. 
right? Yeah. And B, oh, yeah, come up with some solutions that. of your own problems. That, that if you're going to break the rules, do it on purpose. That was when, uh, and it happened with Brooklyn just recently too, about you know, there's a little protest at our school. Yeah. And I remember when there was a protest over, a, there was a, a wannabe protest over yeah. in Orem. And I said, look, to both of you, yeah. if you walk out of class, you need to make sure that you're doing it without looking over your shoulder to see who's coming. If you're going to do it, you're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. If you don't believe in it, don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't just do it because people are. And I love it because, again, if you're going to break a rule, you've got to do it on purpose, not yeah. by accident. Like, oh, exactly. I didn't know. So I, I like it. this. What do, you, what do you think of that list, Savannah? I like it. I think it's really cool. It's funny because I was thinking about this the other day just <laughs> when I was just like working and stuff. And I was like, I was nervous about like, I don't even know why I was nervous about it, but I was like thinking about when I become a parent and I was like, I've been raised so well and we've had really good standards. And I was like, how much do I know that I can in the future be able to take that on and teach that to my kids? Because there's a lot of area to cover as a parent. I right. It obviously is a very stressful situation. And as they get older, I'm, things get harder and there's more confrontation. And lots of people are scared of that. And so I've always like thought of like ways that not only can I do that when I'm older and a parent, but like in friendships and stuff, just like ways to um, take what we've learned and apply it to everyone else so that they can learn and apply it to other people in that sort of situation. I love that more than anything because it's, it's, I, I believe it. And the cool part about it, and this is something I've always worried about, is that I've wondered if you kids understand that because I didn't have any of this, I've had to work at it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So my biggest fear I've told people was that I didn't want any of you guys to think that it was just easy. That it, yeah. it takes time. It right, does. and it takes investment, and it uh, well, we call it parenting out of inconvenience. Yeah. It is not convenient to be a parent. It's not, but it's worth it, and I and I love that you. I love that you're even thinking like that. But nonetheless, there's our list. Hope yeah. this helps to open some dialogue, right? Yeah, let's just go back through those if you guys want. Um, but yeah, just make sure that we're keeping open-ended questions, that sort of stuff. Make sure you're talking to your kids. They obviously have something to say. Everyone has important opinions. Make sure that they feel validated in those sort certain things. And yeah. That's that. Yeah, so uh, thank you to Radio Ronin. You guys are amazing. We love listening to your guys' podcasts. They're we so listen cool. to them all the time down in <laughs> California. We did. They're yeah. so fun. Um, make sure that if you guys need extra help outside of these podcasts, we have one-on-one with coach blue we have our meetings on tuesdays you guys can find all of our information and our other podcasts on addicttoathlete.org um so yeah if you guys need anything outside of these there you go there's some help we also have a minor league account that i started and it is on instagram and you guys can give me um you i love when you guys reach out with feedback on that account is one of my favorite things i post upcoming dates and that sort of stuff so you guys can stay up tuned with that and we also have our main page with instagram that's also on our website so yeah absolutely so like always there are no ordinary moments <laughs>